Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we are live, but we got to let it breathe just for a moment here, gang, as we bring on the entirety of our clan, including Facebook. Bear with us one moment, and we're going to get this party started. <clears throat> and we're good. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, as always, my partner in crime. You know him. You love him. He is the deputy editor of MileHighHuddle.com and my fellow football priest, Zach Kelberman. Zach, it was kind of interesting today. We wake up to a surprise press release that the Denver Broncos are going to make George Payton and Vic Fangio available for a press conference. And you know, beggars can't be choosers. So we're, we're, we were happy to get it, but there's so much to get to tonight. We're going to dive into all of it. We'll get to your chats. We'll get to your supers. Trust on that. But Zach, let's talk first and foremost about, we'll get into every individual player, but the one guy that he talked about toward the end that he had kind of the most lackluster response to was Melvin Gordon. What did you make of his remarks on Melvin Gordon? I made of his remarks that if he is convicted, he has a jury trial coming up, Melvin Gordon, next month for his DUI and speeding case from last October. I feel like, from what Peyton is saying, they'd like to have him back, but, and he said that a lot today, which we'll get into, but he'd like to have him back, but on the preface or on the the circumstance that he's not convicted of those charges, I feel like if he is, the Broncos will void his remaining guarantees of his contract. This is his walk year. He signed a two-year deal, but he has $4.5 million guaranteed built into this year's uh, you know contract year for him. So if he is, if he does get, you know, if the law does get Melvin Gordon, I feel like he'll be off the team and it'll be Philip Lindsay and probably a draft pick at running back next year. So here's, here's what he said. All right. And he was asked specifically about Gordon's legal situation and whether he expects Gordon to be suspended. Quote, we're gathering information. It's kind of out of our hands. It's in the league's hands. It's a legal process. He's a good football player. Not sure what's going to happen with him, but we like him as a player. Closed quote. Now, you guys will hear as we get into this further end of the show that he was pretty like he made it clear if he wants a player back, if he envisions him as part of the future, he made it pretty clear, Zach. With Gordon, he left that water muddy. Yeah, and it's it's a legal situation, so it's it's. I don't think he wants that on his hands. And he comes from an organization in Minnesota. Maybe I'm wrong, but I can't recall those players being in trouble with the law. I really can't. I mean, they took Dalvin Cook in the draft. He had some red flags, but that was a pretty 
safe organization or a very kind of buttoned up organization. And I feel like he doesn't want to deal with those malcontents like Melvin Gordon would be. And I think realistically looking at it, George Payton's not an idiot. He's been around football as an executive for quite a while now. He sees an older running back with a proclivity to fumble the ball. He's getting paid a lot of money this year and he's tendering another running back. So I think he's looking at it from a roster building perspective. We'd like to have him. He'd be a nice luxury for this offense. But if he gets charged with DUI and speeding next month, I think we'll cut our losses. That's what I gathered. It's going to be interesting to see how this thing shakes out because what he had to say about Philip Lindsay, we'll talk about here on the other side. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. We're so stoked to be with you this evening, boys and girls. Thanks for making some time for the Huddle Up podcast and for your football priest. We do appreciate it. We're going to talk about each and every key point and share with you our takeaways of what George Payton had to say. And, you know, Vic Fangio had a few interesting nuggets as well that we will get into. And then, of course, it's Thursday night, so that means that it is the Mile High Mailbag, that time of the week where we take a peek Inside, because we are your football priests, and each and every week we're here to offer you that absolution and answers to your burning Broncos questions. We'll try to be as democratic as possible and getting to as many of the questions, supers, as we possibly can. All right. Uh, But we also got to get through this content. So many different topics to get to tonight. And we look forward to getting into that with each and every one of you. But first, we got to say hello and thank you to the presenting sponsor tonight's live stream podcast, Manscaped. Gang, look, we're in March. You got to, by this point, we got to hope that you have absolutely embraced the new year, new me mindset. And what better way to do that than with Manscaped, the best in men's below the belt grooming. They've helped over 2 million men, including myself, including Zach, including John, keep their their below the belt grooming on point. So if you kind of let yourself go a little bit because of quarantine or what have you in 2020, Manscaped is here to help you reboot, stay clean and shaved and ready to rock and roll in 2021. Yeah, Chad and everyone else out there watching, as you guys well know, I like to talk about products that I've used myself that I can really give a, a worthwhile, um, you know, advocation for. I want to talk about the crop mop. Like Chad always talks about the wipes that you can use for below the belt. I ran some errands today and it's starting to heat up around the country. We're getting into spring now. It's getting a little warmer. Things get sticky. Things get, you know, not very clean. Things get, you know, icky and, and messy. And the crop mop, I can attest, it really works well. And also, Chad, the weed whacker for your nose. Again, this still has a charge. I've demonstrated this almost every single podcast. I have not charged it yet, and I use it almost every other day. In fact, I used it earlier today for my nose because, again, guys, Manscaped is not just for below the belt. It's also above the belt, your face, your chest, your nose, your ears. Every part of a male figure, the male anatomy, could be groomed by Manscaped. So I cannot recommend it highly enough. 
It's funny you say that because I'm not a very hairy dude, all right? I thought it was just me as far as how the battery life was lasting. I've not had to charge my lawnmower once right. since I, I charged it the first time. And then since I haven't even had to recharge, but I thought just because, you know, it's not getting the most heavy duty use because I don't, you know, I don't have thick coarse hair uh, on, on uh, anywhere in my body, to be frank with you, not to be too gross here. But guys, so many different products to choose from, from the crop mop to the deodorants that you can use for below the belt, the shaving tools, the cologne, so many little different things to help you take your male grooming on point. So head on over to manscaped.com. If you use the code HUDDLE, you're going to get 20% off plus free shipping. And trust us when we tell you, your family jewels will thank you. Trust us, guys. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HUDDLE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code HUDDLE. All right. We'll make some pretty quick work out of out of this here, but just a reminder to follow the podcast on Facebook. There's the link, facebook.com slash milehighhuddlepod, or just open up the app, Facebook, search Huddle Up Podcast, like and follow. And in so doing, not only are you going to you know be clued into the cool content we have planned for that page here this year, but also it automatically enters you into our weekly drawings and giveaways for a little bit of swag. All right. Also connect with us on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod and also the main account at Mile High Huddle. My partners, you can see on the screen there, Zach Kelberman at Kelberman NFL on Twitter, myself at Chad N. Jensen, and then our producer, John K at John K MHH. All right. What are you laughing at? I, just, I look over to your, you know, to the left of you over your shoulder and I just see the manscaped. <laughs> <laughs> It was a little distracting, so thank you. Fair enough. Uh, good eye, dog. Um, also, guys, hey, gentle reminder, this is the last Huddle Up podcast show of this particular week. But guess what? Of course, we'll be back in the flesh th- uh, Sunday night. But if you want in on Kelberman's Corner, Sunday at noon, all right? I don't know what you got cooked up, you and Kim, for episode nine, but I'm sure it's going to be a doozy. Kelberman's Corner, hot takes that hold water. You want to get in on that, you got to go to facebook.com slash mile high huddle. Go to the mile high huddle page. You'll see the big blue button that says become a supporter. Click that. Boom, you're in and you'll get access to that. Plus the NFL draft show that we're launching next week featuring Eric Trickle and his wealth and knowledge on the 2021 draft class. Get in on that action and check out the merch store when you get a minute. Huddleuppod.com. Get your swag on. Get a hat, get a t shirt, get a mug, a face mask. We got a new T design. We want your feedback on that T-shirt design. Go check it out. And uh, maybe John can find a screenshot. We'll show you toward the end of the show what that bad boy looks like. But, gang, if you're not in a position to do those things, it's all good. We're seriously just happy and thankful and grateful to have you with us. We do ask you that you subscribe, first and foremost. Number two, like this video. Guys, if you're on Facebook or YouTube watching this, you have no idea how just a simple hitting that like button helps us out. So please do that. And then the third thing is, If you think we're doing a good job, even if we might disagree on some of the topics, some of the issues, but if you respect the work, if you respect the effort, if you think we're doing a good job, share this video out there. Help us continue to grow and reach new like-minded Broncos fans just like you. All right, real quick, before we dive back into – We would be remiss real quick. Tommy, it is waterproof. Uh, The the lawnmower 3.0, like we always advocate and demonstrate, it is waterproof, guys. So go get that. Manscaped.com, promo code HUDDLE, 20% off, free shipping. Skin safe, trimmer, waterproof, plus you got the light that illuminates, so it's it's clutch. It's the trifecta. Let's grab a couple of quick uh, supers, yes, sir, and then, uh, and then we'll dive back in. I'm sure some of these supers will tie into the, some of the things Peyton had to say anyway, but Fat Cats, good to see you, bro. Appreciate you. 
Uh, yes, and by the way, I saw your your tweet today. You uh, you know, as as the guy that thought up Priest and the Beast. Don't worry, you'll get yours, my dog. You'll get yours. Appreciate you. He says, did George Payton's presser make you feel like he has more support for lock now or less? Can't wait to hear the the pod tonight, fellas. Hashtag locked and loaded 2021. All right, let me find the quote specifically. It's right early on in his uh, uh, Miller, Chubb, Drew. All right, here we go. Let me let me do the quick share screen here. Here's what, <clears throat> excuse me, what Payton had to say about Drew. The quote was posed or the question was posed to him this way. What's your evaluation of Drew Locke now that you've been here for two months, you know, um, and is the team looking to bring in a veteran to challenge him? Quote, I did a deep dive on Drew. Like I said in my introductory press conference, very talented. He was inconsistent at times and has a lot to work on, but I have spoken with Drew. I see him every day. He's here early and he's working. He really wants to be great. We're always going to try and bring in competition to every position, the quarterback as well. I like the track that Drew is on. Closed quote. By the way, they, they, gotta, they need some help there in the transcription department because there's a few typos there. But nevertheless, Zach, your thoughts on what he had to say about Drew. Can you pull the quotes back up? Because I want to highlight something in the second. There's a, another quote about Drew Locke that actually stands out to me more. It's the last sentence, the last comment he made when he talks about him. He, he you know – it is uh, right there, the, set, the next one, Chad. He, I haven't oh. seen Drew live on the field. I've just seen the tape. There's so much that goes into an, an evaluating a quarterback. I like to see them live. But it's what he says there. Again, I can't I can't give you three things. There's so much involved in evaluating quarterbacks. I look forward to evaluating Drew further, meaning in the future, and in person, meaning later in the season, in the offseason. But look at that final sentence. And I'm going to say something that, that may be a little tinfoily of me, but I'm going to say it anyway. He does have all of the traits you look for at a quarterback. That wasn't an extension. It wasn't a comma. It wasn't a, a semicolon. He said he does have all the franchise, all the tra- traits you want in the franchise quarterback. He does have. You know, it, 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 it wasn't just a platitude to me. It wasn't just cliche to me. It's almost like he's emphasizing the fact that he ended on that note. Like, listen, Drew Locke, he, yes, he's inconsistent. He had a, a pretty uh, roller coaster type year last year. But based on what I've seen so far, and I talk to him every day because confirmation, Chad, Locke's been in the building every day working out like it was reported. And he says he has all the traits you look for in a quarterback. End period on that note. I tend to believe Locke's stock went up after this press conference. I don't believe George Payton is playing or manipulating the media. I don't think he's sending smoke signals. We've been saying this for quite a while. There's a high level of interest in George Payton seeing Drew Locke as the quarterback this season. And the comments to me that he made today uh, didn't change that feeling. It's almost like reading not just between the lines, but also the content of what he said. It's almost like, and then juxtaposing that with all the rumors we picked up this offseason on the QB trail, it's almost like internally Peyton is waging that war of trying to decide what he values more. The upside, the traits, which Drew has, all right? You can't deny that, all right? Drew's tra- traits and upside, it's there. Or the immediate quick fix, take us from zero to 60 right now that a Deshaun Watson or a Matthew Stafford ostensibly or a, you know, Russell Wilson might be able to provide because, you know, look, he obviously thinks quite highly of Drew. And I think Drew's pretty smart to make sure on a few different levels that he's there every single day and that his GM is seeing him, seeing him work and all that. I mean, I think Drew would be doing that even if John Elway hadn't stepped down at the end of the year, but nevertheless, it's good for 
Drew to make sure he's catching the attention of his brand new GM. But, you know, that's the, that's the battle. That's the, you know, the Sophie's choice, so to speak, that Peyton and the Broncos really have to weigh at this stage leading up to free agency. And then the draft is we believe Drew has the traits, all the traits he says that you look for in a quarterback, but they haven't, they haven't been able to amalgamate them quite yet. They haven't been able to put it all together into a, you know, sharp tool on the field. There've been flashes of that tool, right? There've been, uh, some some pretty impressive moments from Drew Locke as a as an NFL quarterback up to this point, but George Payton and the Broncos they're not quite to that level where they necessarily probably feel like they can count on it, Zach. And you can see him like going, "Look, I, you know, he's going like this. Which which way do I go?" And I still think just reading between the lines, it's going to end up being running it back with Drew, with a veteran to help kind yeah. of give him a little competition anxiety. Yeah, and it's interesting because he says, I can't give you three things, but he actually named three things. It might be a little frotting and slip there, Chad, but he said accuracy, how he is with his teammates, and leadership. We all know Drew's accuracy is very inconsistent. He has to work on that. But leadership and how he is with his teammates, those are two of his plus attributes. Those are two of his biggest assets as a quarterback. So if that's what Peyton is judging Drew Locke on, and he might have slipped by giving his criteria on which he's uh, judging Drew Locke, then I think he passes the sniff test, at least right now. But like he said, there's been no practices. The offseason is very condensed right now. They're in draft free agency mode with scouting departments, and he's getting the lay of the land, George Payton, in Denver. He wants to see him further. He wants to see him in practice. He wants to see him in hopefully in training camp the preseason. He looks forward to evaluating him in the future. That says to me that that Locke has some sort of future in Denver, maybe only for the season. Levi, good to see you, my brother. Bonafide superstar. Appreciate you. He says, Peyton said a whole lot of nothing about nothing, LOL. Yeah, he wasn't – I mean, listen, anytime a GM stands up there to, to talk, especially right before free agency is about to open up or the draft, they're typically quite guarded in what they're going to say just because they don't want to tip their hand. And it's not just tipping their hand to other teams, but also like if you have open negotiations like with Vaughn, Simmons, Shelby, we'll get to all that and what he said about those guys in a minute – you don't necessarily want to lose any kind of posture, whatever posture you've created with them in those negotiations up to this point. You don't necessarily want to compromise that by going a little, you know, getting a little too, uh, you know, running your mouth too much on, on the spot at the podium. So I, I think Peyton is a guy we've already deduced this just from his first press conference back in January. And today just reinforced it, Zach. He chooses his words very, very carefully, but when he says something, I think you can tell that he means what he says. Now, it might not be the whole truth, right? But what he says is what George Payton is actually, that's his opinion. That's what he thinks. I have a tweet up about this. I was impressed. My, my takeaway from the presser today, it, it wasn't necessarily what he said. It was Payton himself. This was his only his second press conference as Broncos GM. We're still learning about him. We're learning how he's growing into the role and the differences from Elway to George Payton. And you're, you know, that's one thing I tweeted about was that he was forthright. He was honest. I mean, he was measured. He was articulate, but he had just the right amount of secrecy. And, you know, he doesn't blow smoke, but he won't show his hand either. Whereas Elway, his, you know, MO as GM, he would blow a lot of smoke. He would play with the media and toy with them. He, he would be zigzagging around and trying to manipulate. That's not what George Payton's about. So I appreciate that. But anyone expecting Payton to give any sort of insight today in what was supposed to be his combine press conference, I'm uh, sorely mistaken. He was always going to be guarded and secretive. That's how he was in Minnesota, and that's how he was in his first press conference. I will say, though, looking through the transcripts, he's a big fan of agents. He always mentions them yeah, by, the name, their, by their name. complete name. I've never seen that before from a GM. 
I think it it's probably has a little something to do with recency bias, not bias, but front of brain, right? It's right. it's he's been talking with these guys, and so yeah, you're right. I've never seen. I mean, talk about publicity for those guys. Hey, uh, anyway, it's funny you talk about Elway because my read on Elway as a GM when it came to his public posture and dealing with media was he fancied himself almost like a super sleuth, like you know he very cryptic and, and very, I think if you, you asked him, he probably thought that he was very guarded in the things he had to say, but you know what? He would always ramble a little too much. There was points every time that he would just go on a little too long. And whether it was via the actual content of what he said or reading between the lines and inferring and context and all that, you would actually pick out things and that he didn't necessarily want you to, he didn't necessarily want to reveal but he did because he just kind of continued to bloviate a little bit. God love him. I mean, John Elway's the goat, but that's all That's all I'm saying. Michaela, appreciate you. Good to see you in the chat. It's Thank been great you, having you back in the community, by the way. Uh, she says, what's your opinion so far about George Payton? I honestly can't get a handle on him. Will he be good for the Broncos? Zach, I think he will be good, but you, you take this from the top. I have two words, and it's how I ended that tweet that I was talking about, home run. And I thought that when they hired him, and I think that now, and I'm very encouraged by the direction that George Payton has taken the Broncos franchise. I think they finally have, not to say Elway wasn't an adult, but just the way that George Payton's handling himself with such maturity and class, but also that secretive nature you want in a general manager. I really cannot be more impressed. Guys, I know it's frustrating for fans and for the fan base not to give not to get concrete answers, to get this, these vague responses, but that is how uh, GMs operate, and that's how George Payton historically has operated. That's what you want because he's always leveraging the Broncos in the best possible situation. He's always having the Broncos' best interest in mind, and by not giving anything away, that helps for signing free agents. It's helped for the, for the draft. He mentions agents by name. And why else would he do that? It's like when you go to a bar and when you when you tip the bartender the first time, you throw him a couple more bucks than you usually would, he'll take care of you the rest of the night if you do that. I feel like George Payton, in a very subtle way, maybe a subconscious way, is saying their name to make him feel like they're getting some of that shine you were talking about, Chad, because, again, he's negotiating with them. He wants his best players on that team, and I think that's the best way to go about it through the media. Telling you... Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. 
tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. But not telling you at the same time. I love it. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. You know, anyone that's either done sales or anyone that's studied the art of, of human communication or if you took communication uh, in, in college or something, you, one of the things you learn is that people get a thrill on a subconscious level when you use their name, when you address them. And so I think that's something uh, George Payton knows, and maybe he went a little bit overboard today, Zach, but by uh, you know name dropping all the different agents. But nevertheless, it is important. Like if you meet someone for the first time, at the very end, got to, all right, it was very nice to meet you, Bill. See you later. People love that. It makes an impression on them and it stays with them and it improves how they view you, all right, on a subconscious level. They're not thinking about it front of brain. All they know is they turn away from that encounter and they go, I like that guy or I like that guy, all right? Uh, real quick, John, <clears throat> we're at 627. The stream just jumped me and uh, I got Steve Baumgartner. Uh, we're going to grab him now, but in between, just FYI, we need um, Ronald and James, if you can grab them. Uh, Steve Baumgartner, OG superstar. Good to see you, bro. Appreciate you. As you can see, not only from his YouTube profile pic, but also from his comment, Drew Locke is my QB, says Steven. Appreciate you, my friend. I think the stars are aligning for you to get what you want there, Steven. And I think, you know, barring Houston just dropping trout and having some sort of fire sell on – on Deshaun Watson, which I don't, you know, I really don't expect. I do think now that he'll be traded. All right. But I just, I think the, the one sticking point they're going to have is they're going to get their money's worth on, on Deshaun Watson. And I think that's going to ultimately be a bridge too far for Mr. Payton. Yeah. You know, I want to echo your comment, Stephen, but I want to, you know, alter it to say that Drew Locke is the Broncos quarterback and I support the Broncos quarterback, no matter who that is or, or when that will change. If As long as it's Locke, I'm supporting Locke. And if they do make that trade for Deshaun Watson, which George Payton said something in his transcript, Chad, that leads me to believe he won't. Um, I would support him as well, obviously. Ronald Putnam on Super Chat. Thank you for the super, my friend. And, uh, Hey, that's a newer name anyway on yep. Super Chat. So thank welcome. you. Welcome. Connect on Twitter with us so we can keep that conversation going and shout you out after the show. Ronald says, can we give round one and Vaughn for Deshaun? So can you could we trade our ninth pick and Vaughn Miller to get Deshaun? No, it's not enough. It's not enough. They want, I mean, last I've heard on this, it's been a couple of weeks since I've heard really any scuttlebutt, Zach, but three, three ones, two twos. And or, this is where it got a little cloudy, and or, so and, so let's say two twos or like a Bradley Chubb, a Noah Fant, Cortland Sutton, Draymond Jones, or it could be all of the above. It could be three ones, two twos, and those two cornerstone type players. They're, if they let go of, of Deshaun Watson, they're going to get their bang for the buck. All right. They're going to get their pound of flesh and they will swing for the fences, which is why, and there will be some team out there that's sucker enough to, to give that up. And I don't think that's George Payton. I don't think I really don't. I think he's about, you know, Zach, the darts, throwing the darts, you know, compiling as, and amassing as many darts as he can. Cause the more darts you can throw at the board, the more likely you are to what hit that bullseye. I saw a, an example, like a, a very rough outline of, of a potential Broncos trade, you know, based on what John McLean is reporting out there in Houston, it would take three number ones, a number two, 
Drew Locke and Bradley Chubb, and that would be the start of negotiations. That wouldn't be the the deal clincher of negotiations. It's a bridge or a couple bridges too far for me to jump, Chad. And the teams that are in contention for Deshaun Watson, the Jets, Carolina specifically, they all have higher draft picks than the Broncos do, and they'd be more willing to part with younger players and younger assets than I believe the Broncos will under George Payton. We keep saying this, and I think Peyton keeps echoing us indirectly, a Deshaun Watson trade to Denver is unlikely. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's grab Anthony on Facebook. Appreciate you being with us, Anthony. Do you guys think the Saints will let go of Marshawn Lattimore? And if they do, do you think the Broncos will go after him? I think if if Lattimore hits the market, every team's going to go after him. It's like Peyton reemphasized today, you know, I'm going to be a part of every deal. doesn't mean I'm going to do it. doesn't mean I'm going to pull the trigger, but I'm going to investigate every opportunity to get better. And if he thinks uh, – and who wouldn't think, right, that Marshawn Lattimore could be an asset to a team. But we'll see. I mean, the Saints are in cap hell. If they do cut him, he's going to be – as John was doing this in the camera, you know, it's he's going to cost some coin. I, I mean, in a perfect world, who wouldn't want Lattimore? But, you know, you're going to have to pay for the privilege. I don't think they're in salary cap hell because I don't think the salary cap is real. And the Saints, you know, they're, what, $90 million over, but yesterday I think they extended two players. Mickey Loomis will find a way to get under the cap. I don't think they're going to have to start cutting every player like a lot of fans think they will. And even if he was available, that would be the, the thing that holds me back. Obviously, he's a great player, but I think George Payton and Vic Fangio, they want to get younger at the position, and they want to get cheaper, obviously, at the position after wasting a year on A.J. Boye. The smart way to go about this is to sign a second or third tier free agent, someone like a Mike Hilton, for example, and then use your number nine overall draft pick. The pick that you would save from not trading for Deshaun Watson and draft a Caleb Farley, draft a Patrick Sertan, and then double dip later in the draft because this Broncos team, Chad, they're desperate for cornerbacks. They have to attack it in both avenues. Yep, and that's that brings up something Fangio had to say that I want to get to here in just a moment. James, again, two nights in a row, bro. Thank you. And he says, okay, two nights in a row. I want a damn T-shirt, JK. It's my initials. Yeah, all right, cool. I just need my Broncos news fix. Thank you, fellas. Hey, dude, tip of the cap really means a lot to us, my friend. Keep it coming, okay? Keep it coming. And uh, the T-shirt, the T-shirt will come, my dog. But it's been great having you and getting to hear your voice, so to speak, right, through the chat, contributing to the conversation. So thank you, man. Yeah, he actually hit us up on Twitter and said he'll be uh, – he doesn't use Twitter much, but he'll be checking in on us and, uh, you know, going back and forth. So we appreciate you, James. Thank you. Dave from Georgia, an OG superstar. Good to see you, bro. He says, will John Elway get any credit if we become relevant and win next year? Oh, yeah. Hashtag let them hate. Hashtag Broncos country. See, I'm not sure about that, Zach. You, 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 you have an opinion, but you start and I'll kind of riff off of you. Well, obviously, I mean, it's every – the – not including you, Chad, but I think the 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 more close-minded of the fan base would give Elway no credit for uh, what he assembled, giving the team over to George Payton. He's not giving them the Jaguars roster or you know the, the Jets roster. This is an offense that's one franchise quarterback away from being, I think, a top ten unit. They can be with the proper coaching and no injuries, a top ten defense. So it's not exactly bereft there. And also, who hired George Payton? Who stepped aside to bring in George Payton? Who interviewed George Payton and decided that George Payton should be the guy to succeed him? That would be John Elway. Because you can hammer him for all you want, you know, for what he's done earlier in his tenure, the, the quarterback misses, the head coaching misses. But we both agree, Chad, you and I, last offseason, 
it was not Elway's fault what happened last year. It was anyone but Elway's fault. He did everything he could to put the team in the best position to succeed, and it was all the outside circumstances that were not of his doing. So I think he should get some credit. Will he? I don't know. So, listen, this is for everyone everyone listening. You know, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying I wouldn't give Elway credit because I do think Elway deserves credit for his 2018, 2019, and 2020 draft classes. And I think as time goes on, that's going to become more and more evident how well the Broncos did in those three particular drafts. And that was, if anything, and especially if Drew Locke ends up really turning the corner, you know, that was his parting gift to to the fans and to the team as GM. But where I have my doubts <clears throat> is that the media at large will give him that credit and, and many fans. Because a lot of fans, you know, before Elway came back to be the GM, you know, his, his name was sacrosanct. I mean, his name in Broncos country, I mean, Duke of Denver, the man could do no wrong. He was not just a legend. I mean, he was a football god, right? I mean, this guy even today could run for governor of Colorado, win all day long and, and twice on Sunday, and he's not even the prevailing party that typically wins there lately because he's John Elway. And campaign on Broncos letterhead. But, <laughs> yes, but, okay, some of the bloom has fallen off that rose because of the depredations of the last five years. And so I think initially if the Broncos, let's say the Broncos do go 10 and six this year and they make it as a wild card. All right. Regardless of who's under center, regardless of how that shakes out, George Payton's going to get all that credit in terms of the storylines and the media. No one's going to be talking about Elway pulled it off. He finally, you know, brought the team back. No, it's going to be about Payton, but people in the know, people who are paying attention are going to recognize Zach that John Elway's fingerprints we're on just even in the worst way, like the, the depredations and the, the bad that's happened over the last five years, his fingerprints very much on that. But when this turns around or if it does, all right, in the next two years, his fingerprints will have been on that at some level as well. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. 
Yeah, a couple years from now, I think it'll be George Payton's team. But let's not forget, you know, Elway's not out of the building. He's not retired. He's still the president of football ops, and he's technically above George Payton. So if they do have success this year, quarterback, you know, willing or not, I think Elway should get him, you know, I wouldn't say majority of the credit, but fans shouldn't forget what he's done. Like you mentioned, infusing the roster with the young talent, 18, 19, and 20, to bring them to that point. All right, let me find – all right, I've got the quote ready to go. Boggins, good to see you, bro. Appreciate you. It was great talking to you last night, my friend. He says, Gordon was the only name addressed that Peyton didn't distinctly say we want him back. Do we take it with a grain of salt? Also, Peyton in on a quarterback at pick nine. Interesting the way you staged that, my friend. Um, Let's look at what he had to say. Well, first of all, before I pull up the quote, as we touched on early in in the podcast here, yeah, he was not glowing in the same way as he was even with Philip Lindsay, that, with Gordon. He was a lot more guarded. And, you know, we haven't talked about what he had to say about Vaughn yet. We will. But, you know, he was a lot more – he took many more steps toward not only saying, yeah, we want Vaughn back, Vaughn's a part of this, but just you could tell he has a very high evaluation of Vaughn. And based on what the rumors are, and I don't want to repeat them here on a live broadcast, the situation that Vaughn finds himself in with that criminal investigation – I mean, I'll even use Peyton's words. It's a very serious situation. So to me, that means when you're when you compare that relative to a DUI arrest, you know, it's it's whatever that seriousness might be. It seems like a DUI would pale in comparison. Right. Like, but nevertheless, he wouldn't go all the way there, Zach, and say, yeah, you know, yeah. So we'll see how that shakes out. It's an ongoing legal thing. But, yeah, Melvin Gordon, big part of our team, you know, great player. Didn't didn't say that. And he could have. I'm really speculating here, and maybe I shouldn't, but I feel like maybe Peyton used that word with Vaughn because it involved alleged domestic violence. We all know the 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 atmosphere and the temperature of the current social climate chat, so I think he may be using that word as a almost a fence mechanism, but I digress on that. Melvin Gordon, I wouldn't take it with a grain of salt. I think he's telling you how he truly feels. That's what I like about George Peyton. He's being honest, but he's being secretive as well. He's not showing his hand, but he's showing it at the same time. I firmly believe if he's cleared of those of charges, DUI and speeding, he will be on the Broncos next year. But if he does get convicted, they can void his guarantees. Four and a half million dollars. It's a lot of money. They already tended Philip Lindsay. They're bringing back Royce Freeman. They'll probably draft a running back. I think Gordon's gone if he's convicted. I think Peyton is, uh, he left that sentence out specifically. He wasn't playing any games. I think most GMs are looking for any hole in the boat to get out of having to pay a running back $8 million. I mean, that's just the truth. All right, let me uh, to Boggan's other point here about what he said, Peyton, specifically about taking a quarterback potentially at pick nine. Here's what he said, quote, we're open to any position with that first pick. We're going to take the best player that can help this football team. Quarterback, safety, doesn't matter what player and what position. If it's the best player on the board, we're going Uh, We're going to take him, close quote. So, Zach, he did not rule out taking a quarterback, but why would he? Because Drew did not come out of 2020 having left no doubt. He did leave doubt, right? We can – even the most flowery, optimistic, positive – we'll just say Drew fans, all right, have to acknowledge he didn't leave – he he left doubt on the table. And so it's not like going into a draft circa 2014 – when Peyton Manning's your quarterback, you get that answer. If even if you're George Payton, 
in 2014, you're, you're saying, yeah, well, well, I mean, you still might be guarded a little bit, but you're not going to say quarterback safety, you know, we'll, we'll take the best player because you don't want to piss off your quarterback, right? Peyton Manning, you're, everyone knows you're not going to take a quarterback and pick nine if Peyton Manning's your quarterback. So why do or say anything that might rub your guy wrong? But that's not what this is. They, Drew, didn't, Drew left some doubt. And even if Peyton's not seriously considering taking a cue at pick nine, Zach, He's not going to tell anyone that he's not because that could affect how the phones ring, right? What if he wants to move down? What if he wants to whatever? Um, He needs to create the perception amongst the other 31 NFL GMs that everything is on the table. Perfectly said. And this answer, this was a little more of a stock cliche answer. He's pretty much saying we're going to take the best player that's the highest rated on our board at number nine overall, whether that's a quarterback, safety, cornerback, whatever. Um I just think I talked about leverage earlier. What George Payton does, his his answers were so measured because he has the Broncos' best interest in mind. And for the reason you just laid out for the draft and, and trade options and, and teams on, you know, maybe wanting to move up for a quarterback, if they have the thought in their mind that the Broncos might take one versus no worry at all that a quarterback is going to go number nine overall, but also leveraging Drew Locke for the betterment of the team, not pissing him off, but motivating him, Chad, sending the indirect message that, listen, Drew, we probably aren't going to take one, but we're not dismissing it outright that we might. And I think that would motivate him. I think he's met with him enough now. He said that. I see Drew every day. He has a feel for his personality. And I think knowing Drew, he's bet. I mean, everyone's worried about, oh, these quarterback groomers and the interest in Deshaun Watson will just torpedo him mentally. No, it's going to make him stronger. He will thrive off that. And I think George Payton knows that. And by leaving that open, it's actually motivating Locke while preserving the Broncos' leverage in the draft. Amen. All right, let's grab this from Chris, a.k.a. Blue Raw. Good to see you, my friend. Appreciate you. He says, I know you guys have different shows for this, but I would really like to see you two do a PFF mock draft. PFF mock draft. I'm not sure what that even means. John's oh, saying, does, he no. mean, does, does he mean like pro uh, pro football network? Is that what he's talking about? Okay. Uh, maybe may, when we get a little closer right. to the draft, yeah. we, we, we can maybe consider doing something like that. But uh, we, we leave that most of that talk for now with the, with building the Broncos, the Valley deep divers, mile high insiders. Let me see here. Um, Drew Love, appreciate you, my friend, on Facebook. He says, totally agree. I think Peyton was the perfect hire for the Broncos. Um, Let me grab this real quick here from Dave Glassman on Facebook, one of our supporters. He says, this is such a double-edged sword for me. Uh, Oh, he's talking about – sorry. So he's talking about the stream. Appreciate you, Dave. Uh, Let me see here. So many great questions. Uh, Base Gase, good to see you, Doc. He says, can you dissect – Peyton's quote on him willing to take a quarterback or safety at nine if he's the best player available, feeling confident on Vaughn and Lindsay. Yeah. So again, guys, I think you got to, it's not what, what teams say, it's what they do. All right. And I don't mean to take away from what we've already said about Peyton in terms of the integrity of our perception of his integrity as, as a GM. Like I do believe he, when he says something, he means it, but, He's also smart enough to know that you don't rule anything out at this stage because the other 31 teams, they're listening, all right? And even if the GM of the other 31 teams is not watching live while John, while, while uh, George Payton is speaking, they have interns, they have people that gather that information and bring it to them. And you can't say anything that will tip your hand, nothing, all right? got to leave every avenue open because 
let's say uh, it's Dallas, all right, at pick 10, and Justin Fields drops to, you know, pick eight. And if they're seriously think that George Payton could potentially take Justin Fields and they want him, let's say Dak Prescott leaves, whatever. I'm just throwing out a scenario here. Oh God. They're they're gonna want to because they don't know. They're it's created uncertainty and doubt. They might be willing to, hey, you call George Payton and say, hey, you want to trade back? Here's some picks, here's this and that. And now George Payton, by moving back for for just staying disciplined on the podium, he moved back one spot and got a grip of picks, and he probably still gets the guy he wants because he was never planning on taking Justin Fields in the first place. That's how I interpret him talking about a QB or a safety or whatever at pick nine. Doesn't mean I don't think he's not considering taking a quarterback, but that's more how I view it. It was more of a, you know, you're sitting at the poker table and you got to keep that poker face. It was all about leverage. And I'm wondering, Chad, the Vaughn comment, it kind of just occurred to me. Do you think maybe he used that that term serious? Because if it's out there through the media, if he gets in front of that, because we, we've heard nothing about Vaughn Miller's criminal investigation. It's still ongoing, apparently. But by using that word serious, now everyone through the media believes that Vaughn Miller did something wrong. I wonder if that would actually lower his leverage, Vaughn Miller, in contract talks with George Payton. So, Everything is measured. Everything is thought out. Everything is planned, but it's also, this is what makes George Payton so great. It's also honest and it's also genuine. And he's, he's showing you, but not showing you. I think he's doing a really good job so far. Here's what he said. The first question off the bat, of course, today was about Vaughn and the contract situation, the legal investigation quote, we're still working through it with Vaughn and his agent in regards to the legal process. We're going to let the legal process play out. Obviously, it's a serious situation, but we want to let it play out before we comment on that. And then when he said uh, when he was asked if if he's going to approach Vaughn about adjusting his contract, we said it again. Quote, we want to bring Vaughn back and we're still working through that. I don't want to get into everything, but we want to bring him back. Obviously, the legal process and what he's going through, it's a serious situation. I don't know all of the details, but we respect what's going on. We do want Vaughn back, close quote. Wait, so it's obviously a serious situation, but he doesn't know all the details. Hmm. What's that about? Yep. Um, He had another, I'm trying to find it. He had one, I thought he had another thing to say, but uh, nevertheless, I mean, that screams PR to me. That screams leverage and negotiating. You know, he talks about agents there. I'm sure Von Miller's agent was watching this press conference and to use that term twice when we haven't heard anything about this investigation. And I was believing no news was good news. And the alleged victim in the case, Chad, his ex fiance Von Miller came out and disputed strongly right after that. You know, the claims came out that there was no physical or domestic violence that occurred. So yeah. what he's saying here is kind of, you know, uh, countering what we've heard so far. Well, I think, again, a good a good example for comparison is is like the DUI situation with Melvin Gordon. Not to say that driving under the influence is not serious, but relative to any kind of allegation, like if someone were, you know, to get caught with, um, you know, illegal drugs or if someone were to get caught or if there was some kind of violence or whatever, that's a few rungs up the ladder of seriousness. And so that's how I interpret it. I'm still not making any, I don't, I have no idea what this investigation is about. We can infer things from little different, you know, stories and the, and the, and the press or the statement that his ex-girlfriend or girlfriend, whatever, 
made not long after the news broke on the criminal investigation and whatnot. But all I infer from what he's saying, Zach, about it being a serious situation is that it's obviously something more than just, you know, getting caught drinking and driving. Because if you get caught drinking and driving, you're not getting investigated by the PD. You're getting cited, arrested on site. And then, you know, the, 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 it unfolds from there. This is something where there was actual evidence that had to be gathered and analyzed. And where it sits now is it's submitted to the local district attorney and they're deciding whether or not to charge. There might not be enough there to charge. There might not, the DA might look at it and say, hey, look, there's no evidence. There's not enough evidence for us to say he's guilty of whatever. So we're not going to charge or conversely, Zach, they could look at it and say, ooh, charge incoming. But so far, we just don't know. I get your point and I agree with your premise, but it, it wasn't just a DUI for Melvin Gordon. It was DUI and speeding. He was speeding while drunk. I mean, that's a pretty serious offense to me. We all know what happened with Britt Reed out there in Kansas City, Chad. Uh, he could have easily killed someone, God forbid, where Von Miller, he didn't kill anyone. And it seems like, you know, again, front facing optics, PR with the landscape of today's, you know, movements and protests and all the social media soapboxes out there. I think anything with domestic violence, George Payton being a rookie general manager and dealing with a high uh, profile clientele like Von Miller, I think he's going to emphasize serious more than it really is. But again, when you say it's obviously serious, you don't know all the details, like which is it? Right. Savage boy, Kev. Good to see you, my friend on Twitch. He says, are the Broncos going to be on hard knocks this year? If so, that's going to be interesting. I hope not. Yeah, I believe it when I see it, but they are one of five teams that qualify for it. Um, I could pull up the article. I can't remember the different qualifiers here, but I can pull it up if we need to. But suffice to say, they're one of five teams that the NFL could strong arm into saying, hey, guess what? You get HBO cameras in your facility for the entirety of training camp. Let me ask you a question, though. The Cowboys are on that list. Why wouldn't the NFL force them to do it? You have Dak coming back, Jerry Jones, a team that has Super Bowl aspirations. I really hope the Broncos aren't on the show, not because I wouldn't love to see the inside access. It's such a big distraction, Chad. I don't want that in George Payton's first year as GM. I want as little distraction as possible and let him build his culture and his team his way. I'm looking here to see... Okay, here's here's let me show you guys this and then we'll grab James. Um, let me see here. Stop share screen. I got to create a new. So Nick Kendall had an article on this. I think it was last week. Here's the qualifiers. All right. For being on hard knocks. Um, a team landing on hard knocks comes with a set of three criteria, including number one, it can't be a team with a first year head coach. Number two, that team can't have made the playoffs over the last two seasons. And number three, that team cannot have appeared on the show over the last decade. So of all the teams out there with that that fit that criteria, the Broncos are one of them, along with the Cowboys, Giants, Panthers, and Cardinals. I didn't see the Cardinals yet. I think they're going to be the choice now. J.J. Watt, Kyler, DeAndre Hopkins. I think they're going to be, you know, all the defensive talent. That would be exciting, Chad. I lo- I'd watch that show. I just don't want the Broncos to be on the show. All right. Um, James, thanks for your patience, my friend. He says <clears> – <throat> I appreciate the super think of the talent other teams are tossing overboard that we can scoop up with all that cap space. Yes, indeed. Yeah. I mean, the Broncos are amongst the team or the league leaders right now in cap space. And, you know, they could end up creating more cap uh, because, you know, there's a few players he addressed today, like God forbid. All right. They move on from Von Miller. There's another 18 million. 
Uh, he talked about Kareem Jackson. Let me see if I can find Kareem's yep. specific quote here real quick. But you move on from Kareem, you you open up at least ten million, somewhere around ten million anyway. Um, and then you're really cooking with with uh, with Greece. Here's what he said about Kareem, by the way, which I like the way that this question was posed. Forgive me, I can't remember who who asked this question, but um, if he's decided what to do with Kareem's team option, because what most NFL teams do when they sign a player, whether it's one of their own to an extension or an outside free agent is they'll leave. Um, sometimes the last couple of years will be a team option or like in Kareem's case, where it was a three-year deal that last year, it's a team option. The team has the right to say, Hey, we're getting out of that. And it usually comes, they've, they've structured the deal in a sense, in a way that it comes with minimal or no dead cap hit. But here's what he said, quote, um, on what the team has decided to do with Kareem's option and if that affects plans with Justin Simmons. Quote, I think they're independent of each other. I've spoken with Kareem and I've spoken with his agent, Jason Chayut. Uh, he ha- uh, we have to work through some things. Interesting. But we've had positive conversations. We would like Kareem back. He's a good mm. football player and a good leader. We'll see if we can do that. Close quote. Zach, mm. for him to say we got to work through some things. In yeah. other words, you're willing to take less, and what's the bare minimum you're willing to take, and then we'll keep you. Yeah, and this is – I didn't even catch that. That's a great uh, catch by you, Chad. Uh, He was, I thought, Kareem Jackson, along with Jarrell Casey and along with A.J. Boye, a possible release candidate because he is getting older. He's very expensive. You can't afford two high-priced safeties. And I love what he said there. The two situations are independent from each other. It seems like they want to pay Justin Simmons and to pay him a long-term contract, they're actually going to take from Kareem Jackson to pay. That's what I gathered from that. And that's the route I would go. Kareem, if you want to stay around on a reduced contract, you know, commensurate to your abilities, fine. But if you want your current salary, we got to pay Von Miller. We got to pay Simmons. Hopefully Shelby Harris. So long. Have a nice life. Yep. Um, John, the stream just did a jump on me and I'm at 649. Ed Keating, I can grab him, but in between we need, um, well, actually we need, uh, let's see, Mark Langley. We need Black Knight. We need Chase. And there's a few more, but uh, I just did a, a reload there. So here's Black Knight, Jeremy. Appreciate you, bro. Glad to hear you got your computer on the way. He says, thanks for the birthday wishes, guys. Can't wait to hop on the show once my laptop comes in. Yeah, we're stoked, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. We look forward to it. Jeremy is one of the great members of the community that I've actually talked to um, in person more than once. Um, and so I have a, a little bit of a, you know, I've scratched the surface with Jeremy, but we've never actually had him in a setting like this, Zach, where we can both talk to him and get his take on the issues, how he became a fan, because he's another one of our great community members here at MHH who exemplifies the hashtag state of being. That's right. And Jeremy, were you asking about the Mustang versus the truck last night? Was that Black Knight? I think it was. Yeah, I think it was Jeremy. And Did then you, it was Willie that came in with the, that's right. the stuff at the end. So. Did you come to a decision on uh, the car? Let us know. Um, Mark Langley, good to see you, brother. Appreciate the super, as always. I'm an MHH Mount Rush. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site. 
out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. More cat. He says, what's up, my guys? What's going on, dog? Appreciate you. Um, real quick here. I'm just looking again, John, because now it reloaded. So I've we got Chase, Michaela. Um, Michaela is, does have a second one. So Chase, Michaela, Chris P, Tyler, and then I'm current. So FYI. Um, let me grab Edward while, while you're looking there, John. Good to see you, Edward. We're looking forward to having you on the, on the show soon. It's going to be a gas. He says, Peyton just put my mind somewhat at ease with the Locke situation. I'm tired of hearing about Watson to Denver. Run it back with Locke. I'm a proud, I am proud to be a Locke supporter. Thanks, Chad and Zach, Denver Broncos for life. Yeah, I mean, again, he's leaving his options open. He's not painting himself into a corner one way or another, but he's also saying some pretty, pretty kind things, some pretty positive things about Drew to say that he has all, because all is an absolute. Right. To say that he has all the traits that you look for. I mean, that's a pretty potent, powerful statement. If he would have came out and said, we are going to draft a quarterback, it would have been an awful choice. If he would have came out and said, we're not going to draft a quarterback, it would have been an awful choice. He took the the perfect route of intimating there's maybe a possibility. What's that quote from Dumb and Dumber, Chad? So you're telling me there's a chance? That's what the fan base should feel like when it comes to a quarterback. It might There might be a chance for you know Trey Lance or Justin Fields in the draft. There might be a chance for Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson on, on the trade market. But more than likely, we do have this guy in Drew who, despite his inaccuracies and his, his uh, inconsistencies, we still like him a lot. And he does have all the tools that you look for. Uh, Todd on YouTube, appreciate the question. He says, do you think maybe Elway takes Joe Ellis's job? We've heard that Ellis is looking for an exit. Ellis is planning on not being CEO and team president beyond spring of 2022. We'll see if it shakes out that way. That's him operating on the assumption that there will be a resolution on the whole ownership front between now and then. And it's still his belief that Brittany's going to end up getting the, getting the ring, so to speak. But um, Elway replacing him. No, Elway's done guys. Yeah. He doesn't want to keep doing this. All right. The last five years probably aged my dude 15 years. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. talk about a high pressure job, very much a grind. And then adding, you know, insult to injury is just the losing. You can't get it right. You can't quite find the magic equation to set things right. 
Elway's over 60 years old. He's contributed more than – I mean, you can't ask this dude to do anything more for you as a fan. He brought you two rings as a player, brought you another one as a GM, and, you know, he didn't win every single year he was a quarterback. You know, he went to five Super Bowls, won two. He didn't win every year he was the GM, you know, five winning seasons. Uh, six, <clears throat> actually, if you count <clears> – <throat> excuse me. 2016, which was a nine and seven season, they didn't make the playoffs, but still a winning year. Four losing seasons, nevertheless, you know, win some, lose some. But John Elway, Zach, his contribution to Broncos canon, his contribution to the team, I mean, it it's can't ever probably be matched. And I think at this stage, fans just need to say, look, Elway did everything he could do to help us, and he did do a lot. Now it's time to let the dude enjoy the fruits of all of his labors, let him enjoy his family, his seventh grandchild, you know, let him kick back. I think Elway and, you know, for the points that you just demonstrated, I think he's tired of being the lightning rod in the Broncos front office to the fans, to the media, to, you know, maybe to fellow players in the locker room. He's like, let someone else be the, the you know, the crash test dummy. I'm out. And to take over Ellis's role, that's the business side. I don't think Elway has any interest in running the business side of the Broncos. He wanted personnel control and team building control. But as long as he's in the building, Chad, in any capacity, he's going to get that, that lightning. He's going to get that criticism. So next year, George Payton, he, he's, you know, he's guiding him along. He's holding his hand, George Payton. And once he's a- allowed to walk on his own, run on his own, George Payton, Elways is going to take a nice stroll out of Dove Valley and enjoy retirement for good. Tyler Randall off the top rope. Wow, man. Thank wow. you for that generosity. Thank you, Tyler. We, we appreciate it very, very much. It means a lot. And it goes a long way. Trust on that. And by the way, your T-shirt is in the mail. You should be seeing it. I'd guess probably first of next week. So make sure you send us that selfie doc when you get it. But uh, thank you very, very much. He says, I'm definitely encouraged by Peyton's comments today, not to mention his efficiency and ability to answer everything while remaining in the dark on many major subjects. I'm relieved to hear we're going to tender Lindsay. Great article on it. Hashtag MHH for life. Appreciate that, my friend. And Zach, you had the article. I'll pull up what he had to say, but, uh, Sum it up. Well, I appreciate you, Tyler. Yeah, they're going to tender Philip Lindsay. They're actually going to tender three players. George Payton confirmed all restricted free agents. Uh, that is Tim Patrick. That is Alexander Johnson. And that is uh, Philip Lindsay. So all the rumors and speculation he's going to walk, it's probably not going to happen. But the only question that remains is the the tender they're going to use on Philip Lindsay, whether it's the second round tender, which is worth I think it's three point eight million, three point four. I can't remember top of my head. It's under four million dollars, somewhere in the three million dollar range, or it's going to be the original round tender, which would allow him out. He was an undrafted free agent. He would walk for nothing if he signs with another team. A second round tender. You guys remember in twenty sixteen the CJ Anderson fiasco with the Dolphins? They signed him to an offer sheet, and the Broncos match that and sign him to an extension for a second round tender. Those who don't know, if the Broncos do apply that. If another team signed him, they would have seven days to match or let him go and receive a second-round draft pick. In my mind, though, a second-round pick, under $4 million bucks. I don't think a team is trading a second form. It would ensure his return. I think that's the way to go. By the way, shout-out to Drew Love for the stars on Facebook. We appreciate those community members on Facebook who become official supporters and or also give us stars on Facebook. It all adds up. It all goes a long way. So thank you, guys. But here's what he said specifically about Lindsey. And look, he was a lot more, 
I mean, I wouldn't say he went kind of overboard here, but he was a lot more glowing on Lindsay than he was Gordon. Quote, we're still working through Phillip. Phillip is a good player and very passionate. He had some injuries last year, and he brings energy and juice. He's a restricted free agent, and we do plan on tendering him. I'm not sure at what level, but we want Phillip here. And then he went on to say here, uh, with regard to Phillip, Alexander Johnson, and Tim Patrick, quote, we're going to tender both of those guys. I'm not sure at what level. Again, two good football players that we look forward to being here in the future, close quote. So most of the time, Zach, with very few exceptions, you know, RFA players, if they played starter snaps the year prior, they're getting tendered. Uh, and Tim Patrick did play starter. I mean, he led the team in receiving in terms of touchdowns. Um, I can't remember if Judy had more yardage than him, but he led the team in touchdowns, receiving touchdowns. And, you know, you don't just let that guy walk. You know, you, maybe you still end up tendering him and trading him. Well, that's not outside the bounds of the possible, but those are guys you want to keep. And Alexander Johnson started all 16 games. I mean, that dude has not missed a game since he was inserted into the starting job in week five of 2019. And even though Johnson didn't take that huge step forward like we hope to see in his second year as a starter. He was still a reliable, solid NFL starting linebacker. And what he lacks, you know, in the quick twitch, sideline to sideline speed, you know, athleticism department as far as coverage too, he more than makes up makes up for Zach in his physicality, his reliability, and his run fits. I mean, that dude, you know, he doesn't miss tackles and he's you can just count on him. And NFL teams, that's very valuable to them. I'm just in a stupor right now. Do the Broncos have a GM, Chad, that values Philip Lindsay over Melvin Gordon? Do they have a GM that values Philip Lindsay at all? My heart can only beat so fast. I, I do like what he said about Philip there. And if this is what it takes, you know, bring him back for 3.8, 3.4, whatever that number is. And maybe without Gordon in the picture, giving Philip Lindsay the carries that he deserves and maybe getting another year where he's healthy and a better offense with better quarterback play, I think George Payton realizes, and this is a guy, we talked about this, Chad, he collected and stacked running backs in Minnesota. I mean, you talk about Alexander Madison, Latavius Murray, Dalvin Cook. He believes in running backs. So the fact that he values and sees Philip Lindsay's natural value, the juice that he brings, that's encouraging to me. Simon, appreciate you, my friend. Quickly becoming like just bona fide as a superstar really means a lot to us up there north of the 49th parallel. Another guy that proves Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being, baby. It's wherever you are. Appreciate you. He says, work uh, is keeping me from the live shows lately. Nice to be able to grab one this week. How high do you place Will Parks re-signing? And if if Denver Broncos do re-sign him, are P.J. Locke or Trey Marshall out? Uh, So it's interesting. There was a really good article today at milehighhuddle.com by Luke Patterson, who pretty openly advocated Broncos need to re-sign Will Parks. You don't bring Will Parks back and show him the money. All right. You you bring Will Parks back on like a team-friendly one or two-year deal tops and let him be that fail-safe third safety for you because he offers tremendous utility. I think the the verbiage that uh, Luke used in his piece was Swiss Army knife, right? Because – Last year when he came back, for example, Parks went from being the third safety to immediately having to play the nickel corner after Callahan got hurt. So he can play deep safety. It's not his forte. Box safety, dimebacker, and he can play nickel. That's just a a a, a versatility offering 
that you don't just, you know, look that gift horse in the mouth. So I think the Broncos, you know, look, he's going to test free agency. I'd be stunned if they brought him back before free agency opened, but I think he learned that the grass ain't greener, Zach, on the other side. And if the Broncos do make an offer to him, there's something to be said for being wanted, right? If a team has a vision for you and they want you, like even if there might be in your mind more money to be made perhaps elsewhere, you know Vic Fangio actually wants you and and feels like you know his you know his scheme and you you can be a fit and you can check some boxes. So we'll see. And I think if he did come back, it's not going to say anything about PJ Locke. Like PJ Locke, he's a bubble guy. It's going to be for for the foreseeable. Trey Marshall, I believe he's an exclusive rights free agent this year. He'll get tendered. He'll be back. He'll at least get to compete this summer. Let me preface this by saying I like Will Parks. I'm a Will Parks fan. I think he's great for the team and great for the organization and great for the locker room and the community. He's a fan favorite. But can you not find a better third safety either through the draft or on the open market? I mean, if he's willing to come back on a team-friendly deal, one or two years, low guarantees, fine. But, you know, Jabril Cox, Richie Grant in the draft chat, second round, you're going to have to target a safety regardless of Will Parks' status because – if you tender Simmons, he's probably gone next year. I mean, if you uh, apply the franchise tag to him, if you don't, you, you might not bring back Kareem Jackson. Safety might be a bigger issue than either signing Will Parks or not signing Will Parks. Again, he's he's just above a jag to me. I mean, there's a lot of Swiss Army knives out there that you know they don't have to necessarily rely on him. So he wants to come back. Great. If he doesn't, I'm not shedding any tears. I'm gonna grab Chase here, but I just want to give a quick shout out here to these great Facebook supporters. Gary, thank you for the stars, my friend. And it shows here five-week streak. Appreciate that, dog. You, Brad Murdoch, four-week streak. You, Love you, buddy. And then Randy Jones, appreciate you, my thank friend. You. means a lot. Um, all right, let's grab Chase. Thanks for your patience, Chase. You mean a lot to us as well, my friend. He says, if Gordon does get suspended, do you think Peyton moves on? I do see Peyton drafting a running back this year, but how high is the question? I agree. I think the Broncos, they need some fresh blood at running back. I mean, they brought in a couple of guys last summer in uh, – what was the kid's name from Western Michigan? Oh, geez. Levon – Bellamy. Bellamy, thank you. Uh, and then the Jeremy Cox holdover. Royce Freeman's entering the final year of his deal. He's going to be gone after this year. So you need to get some fresh blood in because Lindsey could be gone after this year, and so could Gordon, even if there was no DUI. This is also a contract year for Gordon. And that's the one thing we said when Gordon was signed last spring was that, look, you know, both Gordon and Lindsay are going to end up hitting unrestricted free agency at the same time. And that's how it's shaken out. So the Broncos need to start preempting that a little bit because you're not keeping yeah. both of them. You might not keep either of them if you're George Payton beyond 2021, but you're, you're certainly not keeping both of them. And so you need to get another guy in this draft how high? It depends on your board, depends on your valuations, it depends on who you fall in love with or if you fall in love with a guy. Right. But there are some impressive options in this class, and we're only now just at Mile High Huddle starting to scratch the surface on the class. We've really cranked up the uh, volume. Eric, shout out to Eric Trickle, shout out to Lance, shout out to Nick, Carl, Luke, all the draft guys. But that's really the floodgates have been open now that we're in March with the Finding Broncos scouting reports and all the videos that are breaking that down. Zach, there's some impressive backs in this class, so it'll be interesting to see. Well, yeah, first of all, I do think that if Melvin Gordon is convicted next month on his charges, the Broncos will void his guarantees and, and void that year. I think they will move on. 
but regardless, I do believe Peyton, and like I mentioned earlier, he loves to collect running backs historically. I do think he'll draft one regardless of, of Gordon or Philip Lindsay's status. How high depends on Gordon. He, they'd be losing their starter, their leading rusher. If that if that's the case, I could see it being not first round. I think under any circumstance is a first round running back, you know, in the question form, the second round would be the absolute earliest, but I would see maybe a third round draft pick, fourth round draft pick at the latest. But if Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay do come back and Freeman, you can maybe take one for depth purposes, but you don't have to spend, you know, a first, second, third or fourth on the guy. They're going to add to the position either way though. If you take a running back in a premium round, that's first, second or third, that guy needs to be viewed as a, just this, this side of day one starter. If it's first round, day one starter. If right. it's second, third round, a starter conceivably within the next year, calendar year. So I wouldn't put it past him. Just depends on how they're bored, you know, who they value, if they love someone that way. Base case, appreciate you, dog. He says, liking the new design on the super chats. Yeah, we went with a different um, motif on how the banners and the super chats. So glad to hear that feedback. Thank you, my friend. Josh Allstrom, good to see you. Appreciate you being with us. He says, would you rather have no draft this year and all of our picks for the next two years or no day one and day two picks for three straight years? Wait, wait. Would you rather have no draft this year what? and all of our picks the next two years or no day one and day two picks for – I don't want any of those. <laughs> I mean, I want the second one. I want all of our picks the next two years. Is that a Deshaun Watson question? If they traded for him, they wouldn't have ones and twos? Josh, clarify for us because yeah, we're I'm kind not of sure. uh, lost on the question. Appreciate the super chat. Appreciate the support. But, yeah, clarify for us. Dr. I'll take door number three. <laughs> we're happy to answer that. But give us some a little better clarity there. Jesse, good to see you, bro. Appreciate you. He says, hey, guys, great to connect on Twitter. Uh, yep, we did connect. It was great. Appreciate that, my friend. He says, I heard the Seahawks and Jets are answering calls. Thoughts? Also thoughts on <laughs> Jameen Davis, the linebacker uh, from Kentucky. Yeah, we got a question on him the other day and um, haven't had a chance yet to dive into Davis. So great, uh, great question. Maybe save that for tomorrow night for Dove Valley Deep Divers, Jesse, and, and bring that up to Eric and Lance. I'm sure they could drop some serious knowledge on him. But on the Seahawks and Jets answering calls, what are we talking about? Russell Wilson for the Seahawks? And the Jets, what on Darnold? Is that what is that what you mean? Yeah, I, I don't want Sam Darnold. I don't think Russell Wilson is coming to Denver. And uh, yeah, Jesse, thoughts, thoughts on thoughts on thoughts, thoughts on thoughts. Rocco in the house, dude. I realized after the last time you super chat, I I went to search for him. Like, oh, I don't see a Rocco four twenty, and I just typed your name. And then it was after the fact I realized we were connected. It was just a different handle. So. That has been rectified. You'll be tagged after tonight. Appreciate you, dog. He says, what's up, guys? Been looking forward to this pod all day. Are you more confident in Peyton now or on, still on the same level? Hashtag go Broncos, mile high salute, right back at you, dog. Um, I'm pretty much on the same level, to be honest with you. Like Nothing I saw from, from Peyton today moved me off of my initial impression and, and evaluation of him from his first press conference. And if anything, as we talked about earlier, Zach, it just kind of reinforced and maybe made me a little more excited. Not so much confident because I've I've still been confident in him. Maybe a little bit more excited that this dude is definitely, you know, a force to be reckoned with. Right? He's gonna he's gonna get things done. He's gonna hang some skins on the wall, 
and it might be painful getting there, but he knows what he's doing. I think I really do yep. feel like this is a guy that can move and shake some things for, for your Denver Broncos. I just believe if you, if you listen to his press conference and watch him and, and watch his mannerisms and how he handled the media, you would never know that he's a rookie general manager. And I thought the Broncos hit a grand slam when they hired him. I'm very encouraged now. I'm more so encouraged now than I was yesterday, but I was also encouraged of the Broncos hiring Vic Fangio as head coach. I want to see George Payton build this team, what he does on the open market, what he does in the draft, and how he takes the Broncos through 2021. Then I'll give my opinion. All right, John, the stream just jumped. I'm at Rogue Theory at 719, and I just realized we're almost 10 minutes after or beyond our one-hour mark, so we got to kind of rapid-fire these remaining superstars who have been patiently waiting. So from Rocco, we are right there with Josh. Oh, actually, looks like, yeah, Josh, Dave from Georgia, and then Black Knight dropping some serious knowledge. Actually, John, I think I got got everybody. Um, Joshua, appreciate you, my friend. Good to see you. Uh, your uh, T-shirt is on the way. All right. He says, plot twist. Who are your top five Broncos of all time? Hmm. Um, for me, John Elway, this is not necessarily in a particular order except number one. John Elway, Champ Bailey, Steve Atwater, Randy Gratishar, Peyton Manning. If we were doing a top 10, I'd probably, then I would throw in like Terrell Davis. I'd throw in Shannon Sharp. I would throw in Carl Mecklenburg. I would throw in Tom Nalen. I would throw in Louis Wright. And that would probably be my top 10. But top five, I mean, no particular order. That's how I would see it. Yeah. Elway, I'm going to put TD in my top five. Elway, TD, I'm going to say Champ Bailey. I'm going to say Chad because I'm, you know, it's only been six years. Von Miller. I think he's in my top five all time. He when he was yeah, at his peak, Chad, he's, he, he's phenomenal, and I think he's you know hall, future Hall of Famer. And uh, uh, one more, I'm gonna say uh, Mecklenburg. I think he should be in the Hall for sure. Yeah, I would probably push came to shove. Actually, I don't know that I would remove any of the guys I said from five to put one in there. Vaughn's top ten for me though, for sure. But you know, uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? The how you view it is. I, you know, it's in the eye of it's up to every individual kind of has a different take and a different flavor, but good question, bro. Dave appreciate you. He says another great pod guys. Thanks for the knowledge and opinions. Patrick should be a second round tender in my opinion. Well, here's the thing. I'm just going to throw this at you for some devil's advocate, you know, type of banter here, Zach, but you want to pay him $3.8 million this year for a one year ride. You're not resigning Tim Patrick. It ain't happening beyond 2021 because you got to pay Cortland and then you're eventually going to have to pay Jerry and you're going to have to pay KJ if they pan out. And I think Jerry will pan out. I'm a little less certain on KJ just because of coaching. I'm not sure they have every piece there to maximize all those guys, but still, and Noah, right? And Noah. So do you want to pay him 3.8 million? Is there a team out there that you really think? I mean, I don't think you got to protect him with a second rounder. I really don't. I think you could original round him. Um, and let the chips fall. Well, you talk about trading Tim Patrick all the time, and if they want to trade him, I believe they have to put a, a tender on him so they can maybe flip him. I don't think they're, he's going to go for a second, but 3.8, Chad, for a receiver that's demonstrated he can be a starting receiver in half the league 
it, it, you need some veterans in that core. And let's say you move on from TP and you sign a veteran replacement. Is he going to be less than $3.8 million? I just think for the player of his capacity, 3.8, just like Philip Lindsay, you get Tim Patrick and Philip Lindsay under contract for a combined $7.6 million. That's really good value. Michaela, appreciate you. She says, will Vaughn be back? I hear a lot of chatter. On one end, I hear the brass and Vaughn been talking. On the other, I hear they haven't. No, they've been talking. Peyton confirmed that he's talked to Vaughn's agent, but they are in a waiting, they're in a holding pattern until they get some resolution on is that DA there in Parker um, going to charge? And if not, the Broncos, I'm sure, will press them a little bit for some kind of a decision like, hey, if you're going to charge him, charge him. If you're not, we need to know so that we can, you know, move on. But the DA, they're not beholden to the Denver Broncos. You know, when it comes to the pursuit of justice and law and order, they, they don't have to answer to anybody. But still, the Broncos, you know, they carry some weight. They can throw it around a little bit. So we'll see. And real quick, John, I want to grab Brad Murdoch. Go ahead, Zach. Real quick, though, I again, from optics, it would be, I think, bad optics if the Broncos gave Von Miller a new contract while his investigation for domestic violence was still unresolved. So they really can't move forward from a literal or figurative standpoint until that investigation is wrapped up. And we don't know. All right, for sure that it's domestic violence. That's we can it's guess. The scuttlebutt. That. Yeah, that's the scuttlebutt. Brad, appreciate you, bro. Sounds like they are going to move forward with Juwan James. What are your thoughts on this, guys? Yeah, so I don't want to spend too much time on this because we're about out of time. But the the cliff notes are they've met with Juwan. George has, and uh, you know, so is, has Fangio. Their read on him is that that year off has him chomping at the bit to get back to football. He misses football. He misses the locker room. He misses da, 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 da. To me, it sounds like platitudes as far as what James is telling them. I still don't trust him as far as I could throw him, but right. they're moving forward with James as their right tackle. They think he's c- coming back and going to be the guy. And, you know, you can't really fault them for that, Zach, because they're on the hook for such a huge cap hit that they have to guarantee him. Like, they can't get out of it. So it's almost like, I, you know, I hope you – you're married to an ax murderer and you're like, I hope you don't murder me tonight. But it's time to go to sleep. You know, this is my only option. If he wasn't so expensive, this answer would have looked a lot different, but my answer, my thoughts on this are just pray, pray. He stays healthy, pray. He shows up and pray. He's the tackle. The Broncos signed him to be, but let me just say this chat. We've heard from three separate people now on Juwan James. We've heard from, uh, George Payton, we heard from Vic Fangio, and the person I believe, though, is Dalton Reisner, his, his fellow linemate. What did Dalton Reisner say? He has to come back and earn the trust of the locker room. That's where I think Juwan James really is. I think George Payton's answer and Vic Fangio's answer was fueled by the money they owe him, the bad contract that Elway gave Juwan James. Bowles, it was Bowles that said that, by the way, not, not Reisner. That's right, that's right. Okay. But Reisner... You know, look, if Garrett Bowles said it, it's probably because Reisner thinks it. All right? That's that's points say the same. Yeah. Chris P., thank you, my brother. He says, thanks for curing my boredom. Elway deserves credit. He did some good, and he loves this team. Always a legend. Agreed. How can you deny it? Black Knight, Jeremy, thank you, man. Appreciate that generosity, bro. Seriously. Goes a long way. And when we say that, I mean, it, it... this kind of support we get from our community, it pays for the party, so to speak. It allows us to invest our time and energies creatively into making these podcasts great, additional video content, additional. So it all goes a long way. And Jeremy, appreciate you, bro. It's amazing. Thank you. He says, I think I'm okay with Alex Smith coming to town and helping with Locke or whoever is the quarterback. I really want Zach Wilson, BYU guy. Uh, I would like to see 
Peterson and Alexander in free agency. So uh, Patrick Peterson and uh, Quan and go BPA in the first. Oh yeah. Any good free agent running backs that you guys would be cool with? I haven't even looked at free agent running backs. Start riffing on what he had to say there and I'll, I'll pull it up real quick. Well, is that Mackenzie Alexander or Quan Alexander? Because, Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, that's a good point. Because it's, if it's I'm not the corner, sure Quan's free. I'm not even sure. If it's the corner, I, I would want Mackenzie because he has familiarity with the Vikings and George Payton. Uh, I don't want Patrick Peterson. I think he's on the downside of his career. He's going to want too much money. And again, the reason why they moved on from AJ Bouye was to get younger and cheaper at the position. Um, Alex Smith, you know, I, I really like Zach Wilson too. And I think I was out there in front of most people and saying that there's not a big gap between Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. He's going to be a great pro wherever he goes, probably New York, but Broncos don't have a chance. Alex Smith, good mentor, good backup, good rah-rah guy. But I just don't know, Chad, for the seven, eight, whatever million dollars you'd be paying him, what he can really do for Drew Locke when they're two different types of quarterbacks and Locke learns by doing, not by listening. Here's the problem with free agent running backs. You're you're about to pay Philip Lindsay upwards of three plus million. If you if you hold on to Gordon, you're over eleven million dollars for two running backs. So why would you go out and pay one? But if you are of a mind to do that, Jeremy, here's what kind of jumps off. You got Mark Ingram. He's a 32 year old grinder. Todd Gurley, 27 year old, knee is gone. Uh, Kenyon Drake's a little bit interesting. Um, Duke Johnson, if you want a pass catcher, Tevin Coleman's, you know, can be dynamic in the right scheme. Uh, Matt Breida in the right scheme, but none of those guys to me just jump out saying, pay me, you know, it's like, and it's also just one of those situations where the Broncos, the way they have it allocated, you can't afford to put more money into running back. Running back is a devalued position. I don't want to overpay for one. I don't want an older one. I don't want to overdraft one. But there is one guy, Chad, Amir Abdullah, coming from Minnesota. He can do all three things. He can run. He can catch. He can pass protect. Obviously, the Peyton connection, he he won't break the bank. That's a guy to, to keep in mind. If the Broncos decide to upgrade on Freeman as number three, Abdullah would be my choice. And Abdullah, if you were into Abdullah, I mean, I imagine you could get him on the relative cheap, right? He's not a guy that's going to break the bank, so right. something to consider. All right, last one, and it's from Josh clarifying his initial super, and then we got a dip. He says, would you rather have no picks for just this year to get Watson or no day one and two picks for this year and the next two for Watson? You have to pick one. Zach, help me on the syntax, dog. I'm trying to follow that. Would, like, would you rather have no picks for just this year to get Watson or no day one? Meaning no picks in all seven rounds this year or no picks in just the first and second rounds of next year for Deshaun Watson? Thank you. All right. There it is. There it is. Um, neither. I, I'm, I'm not right. picking one. I don't want either of those, to be honest with you. But, you know, if I had to pick one, I'd probably be the no day one and two picks this year. I'm not trading my entire, my literal entire draft for one player as good as he is. And it's going to take more than just day one and day two picks. It's going to take multiple day one and day two picks, probably spanning two or three years. So again, door number three for me. By the way, it was Mackenzie Alexander. So sign me up. Appreciate you. Brian Cora, as we are about to dip on out, jumping in. Thank you, my friend. He says, as always, enjoyed the podcast. Let them hate. State of being Denver Broncos for life. Appreciate Thank you, Don. What better way to end this particular stream with uh, with those particular hashtags? So thank you, my friend. Guys, 
That's going to do it for tonight. Make sure you're following the podcast on Facebook. Open up the app, search Huddle Up Podcast. I'll put the actual link in the chat stream. You can click it. It's no-brainer way to get in on some free swag, so go do it, and then you're going to get access to the content we have coming down the pike there soon too. Also, follow on Twitter. Connect with us at HuddleUpPod, at Mile High Huddle. And then my partner on Twitter, at KelbermanNFL, myself, at Chad and Jensen. And trust when we say you want to connect with our producer, John K. MHH. Great follow on Twitter. Believe. All right. And then um, become a supporter. We're off till Sunday, but you don't have to wait till 6 p.m. Sunday night to see our ugly mugs again. Zach Kelberman, at least, you can see Sunday at noon if you're an official supporter on Facebook of Mile High Huddle. So go to our page, click the big blue button. You're in like Flynn. If you're watching currently on Facebook, down where you would type your chat, you'll see a little green icon next to where you would type it. You click that, you can go through the sign up. You're in like Flynn. We appreciate you. And also remember, you're getting access to the Eric Trickle Draft Show that launches next week as well. Guys, get your swag on. As you can see here, we got a new T design that John pulled up for us like a pro. All right. Go get it. All right. Take care of that. If you're of a mind to, if you're in a position to, we would we appreciate it. And this is a guy that we have designed and stuff for us that, that has done a great job. Everything I've thrown at him, he's produced some really cool designs, including all the Kelberman's Corner stuff. And now we're moving that creativity and that swag to the swag, a different kind of swag. So check that out. And, and uh, we, we appreciate you can considering supporting us that way. And then, Before you leave, guys, please, please, please like this video. You have no idea how much it helps us. Other than that, guys, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for everything this week. Zach, sign us off, dog. Yes, sir. Chad, have a great weekend. Uh, John, in the chat, I see you down there. Have a great weekend. Uh, Everyone out there in the chat, every one of our listeners, viewers listening tomorrow, I will hope you have a great weekend in the future. Uh, We will see you guys on Sunday night, 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern. I and Kim Becker will see you. And Chad, he's going to be in the green room uh, handling the controls, the ones and twos. We will see you at uh, uh, noon on Sunday for Kelberman's Corner. Have a great weekend. Take care. And until next time, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 